You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Happy fucking Monday. It's not Monday for me, but it's Monday for you. And thank you for listening and joining in on the worst day of the week. I guess at this point, with all of us working from home, or many people working from home, I mean, now that the fucking Delta variant's back, it's just like a light switch. We need a fucking light switch where people, they just, the government flashes it, and it's like, go home, put a mask on, light on, light off, light on, light off. That's what I feel like with all these rules. There's no rules. There's rules. Kind of rules. I fucking hate it. I know we all do. I'm not alone there. Now, for some comic relief, I wanted to share with me, you, share with you my current view, like my eyesight view. And when I say a shirtless man, eh, it's not like, mmm, like some hottie McFlotty. No, it's not like a, dis- it is disgusting. It actually, it is fucking disgusting. Let me see. I'm going to take my microphone with me here because I've got to poke my little head up. Yeah, okay, so currently he's got, what are the resistance bands? Resistance band underneath his feet, and he is pulling them up. He works out every fucking day in his garage with the garage door open, open, with disgusting, horrible, I think he can can see me. No, he can't. There's no way. Um, He drives me fucking nuts. He triggers me greatly. He goes on a run, like, I'm not kidding when I tell you he runs for fucking ever, for fucking, you'll see him, I'll be driving away, and I'm like, oh god, there's my fucking neighbor, I almost said his name, but um, if any of my neighbors heard, they would know exactly who I'm talking about, he would know, yep, Jordan's talking shit about me, Uh, but you know what, I don't fucking care, he is a total creeper, and the vibe I don't get is good, so I am casting judgment, he has done nothing wrong to me, but you know what, I don't find it, acceptable to blare uh what is it under oath uh four volumes higher than it should be and when my child used to nap that that's what he did wrong to me that's what he fucking did wrong to me I have made an episode before where I talked about this. Didn't want to call him out personally, but now I think personally, who am I? I need to go to fucking school. Personally. But after so long of someone's bad habits, you just don't fucking care anymore. And I know it's like, okay, Jordan, this is his home. Like, let him do his thing. But it's fucking annoying. Like, five houses down can hear him. And then it's just like, well, aren't you close the garage? Maybe he needs a, a draft of wind. A wind draft in there. You know the guy that's taken a little too much care of himself and you know isn't fucking his wife until you're like, mmm, something's not adding up here. I don't know. I just get a little bit of the heebie-jeebies, if you know what I mean. Or like you're literally, like I see him on his phone. I'm being such a cunt right now. I see him on his phone outside, just on his phone, just constantly, and I mean, I guess someone could say the same thing about me, but I'm going to bet $500 right now that he has at least two naughty apps that he shouldn't have. So that's all I'm going to say. I wish someone would really make this bet because I would love $500. I'd go straight to the aesthetics clinic, clinic and put it in my fucking cheeks. What is it about neighbors that can be so triggering, right? You know, once you live there, a couple years, and you start to kind of, it's kind of almost like you know people's like dirty laundry in a in a way, you know, like 
You know, you, you get, you start seeing things or noticing things or hearing things and a nosy bitch like me. I mean, I, I keep to myself true. I mean, compared to my other neighbors, I'm not nosy at fucking all. Actually, <laughs> I keep to myself. I, I don't, they can't even call me the nosy neighbor. No way. But if you're right there in front of me, mm-hmm, I'm going to, I'm going to look, I'm going to observe and I'm going to ask questions and probably not to you because I'm not fucking stupid or maybe to you because I think you are stupid. I love how some days or like every day I'll be like manifest your reality and then I'm over here just spewing negative shit. So the grace you have on others is the grace you will receive. Bring it on. Bring it on. But on a positive note, just so we can pivot to the positivity, I met a new neighbor Mm-hmm. I met a new neighbor at that block party that I said I didn't give two shits about. I met a girl. I met a girl. <laughs> and she's got a lot of friend potential. And I'm talking like friend friend. Like my real fucking friend. Not like, oh, you're in the neighborhood. Our kids play. I can't be a bitch. Or that wouldn't go over well. That kind of shit. Because that's a lot. We're moms. If you're a mom, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes your kids play with other kids and you think that mom's a big fucking bitch. Or you just don't vibe with her and you just nod and smile and have small talk and feel like eating glass. Because the conversation is just fucking terrible. Nothing is worse when a woman is rambling to you about shit that you literally could care less about. And I'm not, I mean, no, that sounds very narcissistic. Like, okay, Jordan, it only matters if you care. No, I'm saying when like, we can get a group of people that know you and they're like, mm-hmm, I start to glaze over when she talks to. Like, it's just that stuff that doesn't fucking matter. Like, you know, nobody wants to see a fucking photo album from your family vacation. No one. No one wants to see those pictures. They're not. I don't want to see little Chucky building a sand castle and, oh, he met a friend and then the bird. I don't care. I don't care at fucking all. Do you want to go see my family albums? Do you want to come in and I can show you my aunts and my uncles and my cousins that you don't fucking know and you're never going to fucking meet them? No, it's not relevant. Hit me with some deeper shit, Susie. Like, Tell me what the fuck you want to do with your life. Tell me what your kids are currently doing to fucking suck the soul out of you. Tell me the ups and downs of your marriage, okay? I want to hear some good shit. What do dads do? Like, I would love men. This is a question for you. What do y'all do? Like, there's stay-at-home dads. There's dads that are taking the kids to the park and, like, doing the dad shit. Sometimes I'm at activities for Hudson, and it's like a mommy and me thing, and there's daddies there. That's totally normal. But I, so since that's a thing, what do y'all do when you meet other dads? Like, is it like the process of women? I feel like it could be to an extent, but men are totally different creatures. And I feel like y'all are much more straightforward because there are women that are straightforward. There are women that are super passive. There are women that are calculated, manipulated. There's all kinds. And then you get some that have some character traits and not others. There's so many. Now, for anybody new here, Shalom. Hi, I'm Jordan. <laughs> We're eight minutes in. But I wanted to say that here is a safe space. It's a safe space to learn. It's a safe space to talk shit. It's a place where we can judge without being judged. Hmm, that sounds nice.
Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. So that is what I do a lot of. We're talking about intimacy in marriage a lot here. We're talking about friendships, relationships, dating tips, douchebag tips, red flag tips, anal shit. Not actual anal shit, but tips about anal because we can always use a new little tip to get us through that initial slide in because... Sometimes it always feels new, right? Do you ever not have anal for a while and then you do and you're like, (laughs) it's like I lost my virginity again, but not really. Anywho, today's episode, we are, or I am going to rank the top 10 sex positions for you. Now, I will preface this by saying that these names, I am going to explain to you what they are and because I don't have a little pop-up diagram. Because some of the names, like the Lotus, it's like, okay, what the fuck? You know, like, I think I know what that you're talking about, but do I know what you're talking about? So, of course, I googled El Google and I find out what the fuck it is. So I'm going to do my bestest to explain to you the sexual positions. I'm going to commentate and tell you what I think about them and where they rank on the list. Now, I must give credit where credit is due. I got this idea from Stella Williams. She is an awesome, funny girl that has a YouTube channel, and I saw her rank these, and I thought it was so cool and interesting, and I love the commentary like that, and everybody's could be different because... We all have different likes, sexual needs, body types, etc. I'd absolutely love to know what your favorite position is. Feel free to let me know on Instagram at the.hornyhousewifepodcast. If you are a listener, please go over there and follow and join that community because I absolutely love learning more about you. So without further ado, I will shut the fuck up about this and let's roll into the top 10. Okay, coming in at number 10, we have standing up. Now for me, so uh, standing up, I just feel like there are times when it works, but a lot of times it's difficult. Now I know this depends on a lot of factors a lot of factors your all y'all's height people's weight if i mean people some people lazy lovers right we don't want to be fucking standing up doing this shit but there are times when it works like a lean over standing up sometimes even in the bed we'll have this like on our sides facing each other almost as if we were standing up the same way you'd be standing up and lifting like a leg up but it's difficult and like kind of can hurt and you got to be really fucking flexible and I'm just not that's not my favorite position that's not my favorite position and if that's your fucking favorite position you better fucking tell me why because that one just doesn't stand out okay Number nine, I put spooning, the spoon position. Now, I know this could be controversial. I know lots of people love this, and I get what you're thinking. Like, this is how we like to wake up together. We're already in the cuddle, and he takes that morning wood, and he slides it in from behind, and I can just back up on it. And I'll tell you this, it is easier to back up on it in the spooning position, totally easy to do if you just woke up like all I do is if I'm I face 
um, I sleep on my left side and I will grip on with my right hand to the mattress, like the side of the mattress and just boom, 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 back up into him. Once I get that like knot, like his dick is wake up, hello, when that happens, I don't think I would ever be opposed to not waking up like that. Like I would love if that was my alarm clock, but it's not. And also I'm going to expose myself hardcore right now. And I've said it before, but it's just, it is what it is, right? I have bad morning breath and I know everyone's like, everyone does. Like, no, I do because I think I sleep with my mouth open for majority of the night. I have a retainer fuck off. Okay. I'm trying to straighten my smile and it's just not ideal. So unless I'm going to like get up and brush my teeth, like I'm not going to be in his face fucking him. So the spoon works because I'm facing the other way. He doesn't see me at all. It's not intimate. There's no kissing. And so I like it. It's not like on my top, like, Ooh, get me in the bed and flip me in the spoon position. Like that's not what I'm going for. Now there was a sex position that wasn't even mentioned. I mean, there's so many, if you Google sex positions, they just fucking make up all these fucking names. If you move a leg one direction, they're like, that's called the praying mantis. And I'm like, okay, no, that's just missionary and your legs are doing something different. You know, that's how some of these, there's, there's three reverse cowgirl on this top 10 list that are just different variations of cowgirl. And I don't get it but I'm going to explain it to you anyways. But one that wasn't mentioned was like, you know, when you're on missionary and then they switch your legs to the side, like you're on the, your legs are completely on the side, both of them crouched up in the fetal, but you're still on your back looking up at him and he's inside of you going on top. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Because the legs, like your legs are closed, so you feel that friction and it's tight and it's squeezed where your clit is. Just a lot of good friction. For number eight, I put reverse cowgirl. Now, don't come for me. I said all these ten are wonderful and delicious. There's three types, like I said, so I have them in different ways. So just reverse cowgirl. I do When I do reverse cowgirl, I'm doing it all for my man because he thinks it's super fucking hot, especially when I do it at an angle. So if he is laying down in the bed and I am on top but turned around and he and I'm to an angle he's getting the most beautiful silhouette view like he is seeing the silhouette I I lean my head back so my hair is like you know almost to my butt touching my butt touching grazing his chest you can see the outline of my tits and my butt looks bigger and I mean you can lean forward a little you know make your butt look bigger it's it's really hot for the guy but I'm doing it all for him. But if he goes into, and this is where we're going to slide into number seven, it's called the love seat. So it's basically the same fucking thing as reverse cowgirl, but their knees are up. So it's almost like a chair for you, like in a love seat. You could either use that love seat, and I think it is a lot of work, so (laughs) kind of gets tiring for the arms. But if you use their legs bent like a couch that you're straddling, do you catch my drift here? <laughs> like a little couchy clit rub, but it's his leg. <laughs> so you're not alone. So a love seat, straddle the leg. 
you're turned around. So now you are writing him, but you got a prop or a ligament, whatever we want to fucking call it, frictionizing the clit. And in that case, we got a good little combination. So that was, to date, standing up, spooning, reverse cowgirl, love seat. Now, in number six, we have the bridge. The bridge. What is the bridge? Okay. This one is going to take some upper body strength or just, you're in a bridge. You're in a fucking crab walk position. You're Lindsay Lohan on South Park crab walking your way to your fucking husband, butt naked, and he's going to be on his knees porking you wheelbarrow, but not a wheelbarrow. You're flipped the other way around. You're a bridge. That's why it's called the bridge. Now, for me, when I'm getting in this position, I'm not like, let's get in the bridge. It's because we're having wild, crazy fucking sex. We're going everywhere, thrown around. I'm on my stomach. I'm in doggy. I'm on my back. And now I'm fucking in the bridge. Or I would just, you know, you're just up fucking, right? That's probably the position where you start to realize, okay, now my arms are hurting. Says, you know, I can't do a fucking pull-up. So... This one I wouldn't be in long. I don't even know how the fuck it actually got to be number six. I'm going to go ahead right here, right now, send it to the back of the class, and it's going to be number eight. And just, you don't need to keep up with the numbers, but we're going to put the cowgirls in the love seat before the bridge because the bridge is overrated, right? The bridge is overrated. You get the deep thrusting. I'd love to hear the man's position of this, but unless he's using his hand to run my clit, which if he's holding me and we're bridging, like I'm going to need some fucking support here. So it doesn't sound like a lot's going to be happening for my clit. It's yeah, mm -mm, it just got a demotion right there. Okay. Now number five, we've got the couch cowgirl. Yes. Another variation of reverse cowgirl. But it's the couch cowgirl. I've got some cushion for my knees. My husband is actually slightly propped up. Now, this could be two ways. He could be sitting up directly on the couch. So he's a 90 degree angle, kind of. And besides his legs, but you know what I'm saying. He's sitting upright on the couch. Or he could be, if you have a couch part where you can recline or like, you know, what is that called? An ottoman, like a longer, an L couch. I don't fucking know. His legs are out in front of him. He's laying down completely on the couch, but elevated with some pillows. It's, it's nice for the cowgirl. You can get in the same positions like I was talking about before. And if you want to just ramp it up, you could be on the couch. He can lunge you forward now off the ground. It's not a big fall from the bed or whatever. You're just going to go straight forward right into doggy. Nice. And all while staying cushioned, padded on the knees. If you really get creative with the couch, you've got some opportunities. You can sit your little hiney on the on a ledge, if you dare, you'll fall backwards, but on an arm of the chair, straddle the chair. Yes, you have to think about bodily fluids on your couch. The first couch when my child was born, we had a gray couch ugh, in, a, in, a t- in our town home. I just stuttered. And there was so much breast milk and bodily fluid on that couch that had come in contact with that couch that it only lived a year in our home until we had to get a new couch because it was just not acceptable. 
I don't know why I'm mixing breast milk in with the sex positions, but I mean, if you're a mom, you fucking know that when after you have a baby, your tits are like geysers. Like I would lay down and my my boob was a geyser. It would just spray milk. It was like my my boob was squirting, essentially. So nothing was safe. Nothing was safe. Okay, this is incredibly off topic. What number are we on? Four? Ruff, ruff, ruff. Doggy. Number four is doggy. Did that hurt your ears? Ruff, ruff. Was that better? No, that was probably terrible. I apologize. Doggy. Doggy's a great one. A class. A classic. A class act. You've got options. I don't need to tell you. You know, I like being on all fours. I like feeling objectified sometimes. I like feeling like a little dumb slut. If you know, you know. I-Y-K-Y-K, right? That took me forever to figure out what that meant. Now, with doggy style, let's really think it through here. There are some, there are a variety of doggy style positions and one might go, hmm, excuse me, Jordan? I, I don't know what you're talking about. All fours is all fours. Now, let's just not to be a disgusting freak, but think of a dog, okay? Not in a bestiality way. Fuck my phone. I'm sorry. But we've got, you know, the tradish on all fours. We've got the downward dog, doggy style position, where you're literally in the downward dog position, taking it like a champ. There's also like a child's pose position, if you will, and you're literally in child's pose and he's back there. And I know like, I remember the first time I ever did that. I do remember because I was like, is this, it just, it happened, you know, passionate sex. It just, you know, I've folded up into that, but I'm like my, my feet, my feet and my heels are so close to my vagina and my butt and like, are my feet and I have very feminine, beautiful feet for all of you feet freaks out there, but I've never been with a guy that has a foot fetish. So I was just like, is this the weird position? Do I look, is this too, like, does he want me to get up? But no, feels amazing. And I think both parties enjoy. And besides all fours, we have the hunch over. I mean, from behind, you know, from behind, we call it doggy. So you don't got to be on your hands. You can be prison guard doggy. And that is your head is down. Your hands are behind your back. It's hot. For girls who like to feel like they're submitting to their partner, mm -hmm, this is a good one. I don't know many girls that wouldn't like their head slammed down on a counter. Okay, not head slammed down on a counter. You know what I mean. I mean a forceful, aggressive, assertive, dominant, push down, hands behind your back, pants down, slide on in. And you can be a great way to do this, comfortable. If you're not like, "Mm, I don't want to be on the cold counter or the height thing doesn't work, like I can't lean over the fucking kitchen counter, it's too high, whatever. Can't do it in my kitchen table. My kids are going to fucking see something. But the couch works wonderful in your bed. Your bed, depending on how high your bed is, but stand, get on your knees, whatever. As someone who definitely needs a larger shower and who has had showers of every size in my life, standing up, turned around like standing up doggy in the shower, wonderful. You just have to bend over 
and enjoy. Just enjoy. He can do the work. You can do the work. He can grab your hips and help you do the work. Okay, number three, moving on, the butterfly. I had to Google the butterfly because I was like, do I do a butterfly motion? Like, am I spreading my wings? What does butterfly mean? But it actually is when you're on your back as a girl, you're on your back and you, your legs are up. And, you know, if you're not feeling flexible, maybe this isn't your favorite. If you are flexible, you go, girl. You can do it if you're not flexible. There's all kinds of ways to do it with your legs up, and it's awesome, and you're going to get deeper penetration. It's like missionary, but you got a little bit of a blocker, and it's all in your favor to get. It's a great feeling, okay? Also, if you're not like ready to do intimate missionary. I know when I watched Stella Williams video on this, she was like, missionary, you know, I gotta really like you. I'm paraphrasing what she said, that it's really intimate. I happen to love it, as you'll, obviously it's made my top two, uh, but the butterfly, you're given some room, you can watch the show. I love being on the bottom and watching my man do it. If it didn't feel so good, I would just get popcorn and want to watch it all day long. Just imagine that image for a second. Me, there, taking it, Derek, doing it. I have a little bowl of popcorn and a soda. He would die. If I eat popcorn or anything greasy, like a hamburger, a French, any, if I eat, if I eat, I must wash it my hands. He, like, if my hand comes even within five inches of his face, he's swooping He's doing a, he's dodging me like I'm fucking Mike Tyson. Anybody out there have an OCD husband or is any man out there like particular about some things? My dad was like that. Now my husband's like that. If that doesn't say trauma all over it, I don't know what does. Okay, position number two. That was three, right? Three was the butterfly. It ain't the butterfly, it's the Tootsie Roll. Oh my gosh, remember Jock Jams? Okay, number two. That was the worst drum roll I ever heard in my life. Hold on, let me get something better, hold on. Number two. That was week two, but, and why did I do it for number two instead of number one? Okay, number two is missionary with a pillow. I don't need to describe that, but I don't care about the pillow. I don't know why I even fucking said that. Let's just say missionary. Okay, if you need the pillow, you go girl. But missionary, you know what? That's another underrated justice for missionary position. You know, I, why did we name it that? I mean, the name alone just says like, womp, 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 you're missionary. Like, I just think of an Amish person fucking. I think of the first episode of Handmaid's Tale. Uh-huh, that, that nasty fucking scene. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Someone educate me and tell me if that is... I only watched the first episode. Don't fucking come for me. I've watched all the goodies, okay? Ozark. Mayor of East Town, Chef's Kiss, tell me all your secrets, the undoing. I I need to get into Handmaid's Tale. The first episode was great. I just have a lot of Bravo that I'm currently watching, so bear with me. But first episode, there was like this what whatever time setting we're in, a long fucking time ago. And 
the husband and the wife, the wife was barren, meaning she was unable to get pregnant. She had fertility issues. They're not doing IVF at that time. And so the handmaid, whatever the fuck she is, was the the surrogate, but he would impregnate her. And so she would lay there, you know, in an X position and get fucked while the wife was holding her head basically, like in the back, propping her up, being there for support or there to look at her husband. I think he was supposed to look at her, his wife, while he's fucking her. And he's fucking that girl and coming and getting off in her. And it was just a lot of things, a a not hot threesome. Wife didn't seem happy whatsoever. Back to missionary. Uh, I hate the name, but that's what it is. Fuck the stigma around it. Missionary's awesome. I think we're all grown enough to say that as a woman. I love seeing my man work on top of me. There's so many things I can do there. There's so many ways I can put my legs. I can play with my tits. I can play with my pussy. I can do things with my hands. I can grab his hair. I can grab his face. I can scratch his back. I can slap his ass. The list goes on. Wow, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? I mean, shit, should have this been my number one? I don't know. I I love them all. Again, we just had to put them in a fucking order. I will say missionary, you know, really has a lot of, given a lot of points for the intimacy factor there. You know, you're able to make eye contact, whisper sweet nothings, which do that in doggy position, please. But, you know, the missionary is the real fucking deal. Like, making love shit. You know, you can be nasty and tell a dirty story, or you could be making love. Both can be done in missionary, okay? I vote we have a whole episode about dirty fucking talk. Dirty talk. We need to talk about that. Message me if you think that's a good idea. Who cares? I'm going to do it anyways. Jordy loves me a foul story. My husband can testify to that. Okay, number one. Watch Jordan's favorite sexual position. Here's a hint. It's definitely not our go-to, but that's okay. I'll let my husband know. The Lotus. If I went downstairs and was like, honey, why the fuck are we not doing the Lotus more? He'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? And I'll admit, I said in the beginning of the episode, I had to fucking Google it. Now, let me read you by definition what the lotus sex position is. The lotus sex position involves one partner sitting cross-legged and the other facing them, straddling them. Think cowgirl position. One person rides on top of the other, but seated upright. Quote by Dr. Carol, sexologist, excuse me, Carol Queen. But she has her PhD, so I guess that makes her a doctor. This configuration leaves two face-to-face bodies pressed tightly together, which can be intimate, sweet, and sexy. Okay, I didn't need Carol to fucking say that. Okay, here's what I think. I think that it is such a good position for girl pleasure in so many fucking ways. I love bouncing in daddy's lap, seated upright. Seated upright in the shower, seated upright in the bath, seated upright in a chair, I like, sometimes I'll be on the bed fucking and I'm like, get off the bed and sit against the wall. Love it. I like, I can do, I can get on my feet and pump up and down and just spread my legs and he's got a wide view of my whole body. 
or I can get on my knees and ride. And while I'm going up, I'm like rocking and I'm rubbing my clit against his pelvic stomach area. And it is ideal for climax. I have the penetration. I have the friction, but we're close. It's great for kissing, kissing neck, titty sucking. Like it is the ideal position for maximum stimulation. Now let's get visual, even though I just fucking did. I'm sure every guy is a fucking boner right now. Just kidding. But you're on top of him. He's seated up. Like I just said, he has his hands on your ass, you know, bouncing you up and down with him. He can spank you perfectly there. He can finger your asshole if you like that, which I'm raising my hand right now. He can do so much other so many other things with his hands pull your hair i mean it's intimate it's close and i'm getting maximum pleasure it's my all-time favorite position and now i'm horny so i have to go just to kill the boner for a second sometimes i imagine like my dad listening to these podcast episodes and me wanting to die to actually die. I'm going to, you know, embarrass my best friend really quick. My best friend texted me and well, she meant to text me, but she accidentally texted her mom and was talking about devil dick and it sucked. It sucked for her and it's going to suck probably, you know, for a little bit by while she sees her mom. And I, you know, because I live so far away, you know, halfway across the country from my dad and brother and family, I just act like, you know, just don't listen to this shit. I have specifically requested that he does not. I told his girlfriend, please fucking don't let my father listen to this shit. I don't care if he asks. He doesn't want to know. So I know you didn't want to know that, but I felt compelled to share. I thought we could all take a moment to cringe together to think about, I mean, imagine men, you want me to make you feel this and understand this? Imagine your grown daughter talking about being penetrated to rant to strangers that are listening. Who knows where? I think I have some people that are listening in India. Hello, India. All two of you. What's up, baby? Okay, guys, that was my top 10 in order. You heard all the shit I had to say. Now, listen, now I'm going to wrap this bad boy episode up, but I want to talk to you about a couple things. What do you think about me doing some episodes, not every one because I fucking don't want to, okay? But occasionally, occasionally, maybe once a month, maybe once every two months, do an episode that's on YouTube, like for interviews or a story time. Interview, you know, that gets me out of all the fucking pressure of having to like not hate myself rewatching it and editing it, you know, which I try to avoid. I love podcasting because I can sit here, spew my shit, totally feel in my fucking element vibing. And I don't know the element of adding video, what it's going to do. I want to grow the community here. So guys, if you could help a lazy bitch out, no, I'm just kidding. I try really fucking hard. Share, share with your friends. If you like listening to me talk about this shit and you get something out of it, which I really hope you do, whether it's a laugh or terrible advice or good advice or toxic advice or if it makes you horny, whatever, I hope that you get something out of it and sharing it with a friend helps me so much. Subscribing, following, giving five stars. 
Uh, there is actually so much I do behind the scenes. Like, it's my fantasy to ha- be signed by a network and make this into a whole brand. But I do, you know, every single element that goes behind this, which is probably more than you can know. If you want to support the show, don't click the link. <laughs> don't click the link in the description. I'm in the middle of changing hosting providers. It is not set in stone. I don't even know if, like, don't do anything until I tell you, okay? But add me on Instagram. Sharing, add me on Instagram at the dot horny housewife podcast. I have a TikTok too, but if you go to my Instagram, I'll ha- I have a link tree in the bio. There's everything you could ever need asking anonymously, following me on my socials, all that jazz. I love you so much. Thank you for fucking listening. means so much to me. I will see you horny little fuckheads next Monday. Mm